2020 formation. Get dusty. Mm -hmm. Craig, it's a new year. It's 2024, and you are vision casting for this year. And the word I've heard you say a few times is formation, as in spiritual formation, yes? Yes. Tell me, uh, how would you define spiritual formation? What is it? We just are trying to put, there's two parts to it. We're trying to keep it simple, being with your rabbi and doing what your rabbi does. And it's as simple as that. We think that, what, it, what does it look like to have spiritual formation? Be with Jesus, do what Jesus does. And we fill that out a little bit, but hey, if we're Christians, we have union with Christ, so we want to grow more aware of that. And then we think as we do that, we'll be transformed to where we spontaneously act like Jesus. And that process, that whole thing, is mm -hmm. spiritual formation. We're always being formed by something. How do we be formed by Jesus in his school formation? Love it. Hey, when it comes to spiritual formation, uh, I can kind of see two, I can see it on a spectrum of like our attention towards it or the way that we view it. Like on one end of this spectrum of thinking about formation, we're totally passive. Like we're not paying attention to what's forming us, right? And that seems like that could be dangerous, right? The other end of the spectrum in my mind is that maybe we're hyper-focused on it or maybe we're striving, maybe we're working really hard, we're setting these goals, we're just trying to be formed. Tell me, how do we find the sweet spot? Yeah, so it's like um, apathy on the one hand and then maybe like anxiety on the other hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have no idea with apathy what a help is for apathy. Like, I would just, let's just put that in the corner of like, I sure, don't know. I sure. have no idea what to do with apathy. But I think when we think about spiritual formation, that's why our story is so important. Mm -hmm. Because what's helpful for me may not be helpful for you. And then even getting started, it may be like, well, why, why am I experiencing this anxiety? Why, why do I think, oh, if I don't do this right, you know, something bad's going to happen, or what, what, where's that coming from? And so I think really a huge part of spiritual formation at Compass is understanding our story. What, what false beliefs have we picked up on throughout the years? What, what stories are we getting stuck in? Mm -hmm. So I think it's really easy where we have this thing happen to us, and then something similar happens. Like we're, human beings are very pattern or recognition, where we, that's how we orient ourselves. Mm -hmm. So, oh, this is like what happened way back here, and then we get stuck in a story. Yeah. And so... What relationship have we had with authority figures where we think God is um, forcing us to get it perfect? Mm -hmm. I think as we get started, a helpful quote, I think it was Martin Luther who said this, you're not responsible for every bird that flies over your head. You're just responsible for the ones that you let make a nest. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, a helpful thing to keep in mind as we get started. You're going to have thoughts of like pride or you're going to have thoughts of, well, where'd that come from? You're not responsible for every bird that flies overhead. Of course, as we get started doing spiritual formation, you're going to have all these different thoughts, being gracious with ourselves. I'm not going to get it right. It's a process. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and also, what are the false beliefs? What, why do I have this fear? You know, like, we, would, we can see it in other people. If someone was like, I want to be a professional skier, uh, but I don't want to practice too much because then I'd probably get like arrogant. And we'd be like, what? Like that, you know, we, we can see that, but in ourselves, we can get very like, whoa, trepidatious, and I think that's all rooted in our stories, which again is what spiritual formation is all about. I love it. I love it. So I hear you saying spiritual formation is not one size fits all. Is that no, true? No, no. And so we need to be able to look at our own stories and then also understand 
the lens of scripture and how scripture views the world and how scripture reveals who we are. And that's a little bit of the other question I wanted to ask you was how does spiritual formation play into our mission here at Compass? I know if for anybody who has been here, they have heard that here at Compass, we're all about creating space for people to discover Jesus and find their place in his story. So tell me, where does spiritual formation fit into that? It's just another way to say the same thing. Okay. And I, again, one of the things that I've really struggled with, I think, as a pastor, it's like a, it's been a growth edge for me, is I, I don't want to put burdens on people because mm-hmm. you, you're aware, I've been aware of like, man, like I, I say things and that can spin people out and, ah, and so I can, I've, I don't want to <clears throat> over regiment the spiritual life and make people think I have to do this to be a Christian. And so there's just been a lack of clarity about, well, what do I do? And yeah. so we're trying to say, like, hey, no, no, like, Grace and love and knowing our story and and seeing how Jesus has intervened and that he is for us, none of that is opposed to effort. Um, you, know, you are someone I know who you invest a lot in your marriage, you're intentional, and that's effort. And we're saying, how do we, how do we have effort in our spiritual life that we really think provides meaning and beauty and good goodness um, that, again, is not earning? And it, it's more of an awareness. Um, I think it was Dallas Willard who talked about spiritual formation as just basically opening windows. Hmm. So you think about the Spirit of God as like the wind, which is a, an image the Bible uses a lot. How do you get wind in your house? We've got to open windows. And so spiritual formation says, I'm in this season. I'm in a season where maybe it's a season of fasting. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, hey, I don't, need, I'm, I don't need this right now. So just for example, shopping. Maybe shopping is like a coping mechanism. For a season, for just a little bit, I'm going to go without shopping. That's not saying shopping is bad. Mm-hmm. Shopping is not bad. But what I need right now is to fast this to be with my rabbi and do what my rabbi does. Or it might be seasons where we add something, mm-hmm. where that we could say fasting and feasting. So it might be a season where it's like, hey, I have been in a low joy environment. I need to cultivate. I need to have friends together. We need to celebrate. That's a spiritual practice. And so... I think there's a lot of <clears throat> mystery around what is spiritual formation, but it really is just, it's being with your rabbi, doing what your rabbi does, it's opening windows, it's growing more aware that he's with us and putting in the work to live in love. It's, it's not at all about earning. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Last question for you, Craig Kidder, as we launch into this year of spiritual formation, what are you excited about here at Compass in this new year, 2024? Well, I, I think that I'm excited about this. I'm really glad that you're getting a chance to use your gifting to, you've said you want to interview, talk to people, you have ideas that you want to formulate and share. I'm really excited that we're using this space to get those ideas out. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited in the spiritual formation um, conversations we're having at Compass. I've had a lot of private conversations with people after services and throughout the week that there seems to be traction that they feel like, man, like I'm experiencing transformation. Uh, I was talking to someone who they were like, I, I have felt for a long time stuck, and now I feel like there's a, a, some traction where I'm getting unstuck. That's just really beautiful and exciting. And, and so for us as a church family, I just see us really kind of gathering around this, and that's exciting. But for myself personally, I'm reading this book uh, by Makoto Fujimura. It's called Culture Care. And in there, there's a beautiful paragraph where he talks about beauty. Mm-hmm. And he, he 
has just, he told the story that when he and his wife were newly married, they had no money to buy groceries. His wife bought flowers. And he's like, what are you doing? Like, we, we need to feed our, ourselves. And she says, we need to feed our souls. Hmm. And that really, oh, wow, I need to make space for beauty. And he even discussed that's a process. Hmm. So how do you train yourself to really notice beauty, to be attentive to beauty? Because our God put this beauty into creation intentionally. And we have to train ourselves. That's a new rhythm for me. And so I'm really excited. It's opened up a lot of doors that I think I didn't know were there. And so I'm really excited about the fruit that that will bear. And it's just been a, a beautiful couple of weeks of sitting with that. Thank you for your time today. I'm excited for this year. All right. Cool. Thanks, Mom. Thanks. Thanks.